Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Well, Villa chopped down the tricky trees of Nottingham Forest to make it six wins in seven for Professor Unai Emery's men. We'll get to that in a minute. And later on, Frankie serves up another Perry Perry spicy question. But first things first, Frankie, how are you? Well, I'm Perry Perry impressed with your pun, George. It was Perry good, I will say that. Um, look, George... As we speak, Aston Villa are in sixth place. It's like we've just got into a DeLorean with uh, with Martin McFly and gone back to the year 2008. It is just, what is going on, George? What is going on? Well, Frankie, I can tell you, as a matter of fact, the last time we were sixth uh, at the same point in the season was 2010. So that's 13 years ago, the year David Cameron came into power, the Condemn wow. Coalition. Remember that, Frankie? Oh, yeah, in the, in the Rose Nick. Garden. In the yeah. Rose Garden, I'm with Nick. <laughs> yeah. That? Um, yeah. yeah, well, I know it's 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 incredible. 13 long, long years for us to be here wow. in, in April. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just incredible, really. And, uh, yeah, I know Brighton and Liverpool, I think they've got two games in hand on mm-hmm. us. So perhaps a bit of a false dawn. But we are the team in form. Brighton slipped up today. Uh, you know, Liverpool are uh, by no means in good form at the moment. We are the form team in the league. Well, bar Man City and Arsenal. Um, but we're right up there. So if we can keep this going until May, it's there for us, Frankie, isn't it? The That's golden fair. chalice of Europe. It's hovering. It's there. It's 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 just unbelievable. You know, consider where we were when just Steven Gerrard masterminded our 3-0 loss to Fulham. Tactically, we were clueless. As a team, all of the players had lost confidence. I can't think of a single player other than Ashley Young who was actually playing quite well at the time. Mm. Everybody had been, the players had been ostracised. Bertrand Traore was over in Turkey, chilling out on a on a on a beach to get sightseeing around Istanbul, and now he's back in amongst the squad. Every single player gets an opportunity. Nobody is ostracised. Every game you go into, you just think, well, Villa. If they're, if they're not going to win it, they're going to give it a go. Mm. And they probably are going to win it. Like even today against Nottingham Forest, I compare it back to when we played, let's say, like Watford last season, right? And do you remember when we, that was under Steven Gerrard again, another masterminded 1-0 loss at home to Watford who were bottom of the league, useless jabronis as the Rock <laughs> would call them. And Aston Villa conspired to lose 1-0, right? And, and that is similar to me to Nottingham Forest where mm. Villa were not at their best, uh, and were it under a previous regime, I think Villa wouldn't have been at their best. So they passed it around for ages, had loads of possession, and then conceded a stupid goal and lost 1-0 or drawn 1-1. And we'd all go home frustrated saying, why is this the way it is? Me and you were doing podcasts on it, trying to be positive, trying to look for ways that things might go well. And in the end, actually, deep down, we're like, do you know what? We're just doomed to be a team that's always stuck in the race for 12th place and yeah. fighting relegation. And today, Villa just get the job done. Yes, Villa started slow. Forest were quite compact. I think mm-hmm. defended relatively well in the first half. They were quite physical. They were not. Ple- I think they were lucky not to get a red card today. Um, but ultimately, you know, did the sunshine affect the Villa? Three games in a, in a row affect the Villa. A small squad having to play a lot of games. Ollie Watkins playing relentlessly for a long time. In, in the end, maybe that caught up with us a bit today. But Villa still got the job done. They worked out how to, a, a way of winning. So, George... Tell me, tell me, 
How did Villa do it today? What what was it? What made us so? What what pulled out that win? Do you reckon? Well, yeah, I, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with all that, really, uh, Frankie. Today was a very different type of challenge because let's be honest, given our form and given the opposition, we were very much expected to to beat Forest today. The sun was out, positivity was in the air, but we all know that that can be a bit of a portent of doom at Aston Villa. If you go into a game expecting to win, there's mm. a very real possibility you end up losing. That's just my experience of supporting Villa. I'm sure it's very similar to yours and everybody listening. Oh, um, yeah. so, th- so I did go into the game with believing very much so that we were, going to, we were going to win. But as the first half kind of got underway and developed, I thought, okay, okay, we're, we're, we're struggling a bit here. You know, Forrest by no means uh, looked that particularly threatening, but I don't think that was their game plan. They played five mm. at the back. They changed things up. They nullified our threats. And obviously when the halftime whistle blew and it was nil-nil, I was thinking, well, the professor's got another big halftime <laughs> team talk to dish out, <laughs> which he which he has done, to be fair, Impressive. in previous games. We, we have struggled in the first half in certain games. The game, the game against Wolves springs to mind immediately, struggling the first half there. And we come out in the second half and... Um, and yet, I think what it what it is, Unai, he's he's a he's a cool customer, isn't he? You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't panic, he doesn't um, worry if the fact it's nil nil after fifty odd minutes. Yeah, uh, we just keep sort of putting the pressure on, and and believing in our in our system, believing in our way, and hoping opportunities come our way that we can put in the back of the net. And for the second game in a row, uh, Bertrand Traore is assisted by the opposition. Incredible. I have no idea what, what John Joe Shelby was doing, yeah. um, but I'm glad he did it and fed the the um, the wicked left foot of Bertrand Traore. I mean, tricky, lovely, tricky, tricky Traore. I just think Traore. of that Run DMC song every time. It's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky. Every time but he does something special, I'm like, he's got oh, just a tricky. lovely. I mean, that was probably the most routine goal he scored. Normally, they're from about 50 yards out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but but it was still a lovely little technique, kind of in off the post from close range, lovely mm. finish. And that's two and two for him. And, uh, you know, obviously he came on quite early to replace Leon Bailey. Um, and, and with the game against Newcastle coming up this next weekend, um, I, I, I would expect him to start probably with given Bailey's injury concerns and mm. probably lack of form. Um, so to that, you know, obviously his, his comeback, like Lazarus, isn't he? He's like Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> acting career. He's, just, <laughs> yeah. he's come from nowhere, from the from the from the you know the the, the Middle East, from Turkey, and yeah. and he's and he's you know he's our number nine. Yeah, he's, Villa's uh, number nine, that number famous nine. number nine, the non-scoring <laughs> do, number nine. He's doing the business. Maybe it's the shirt number. Maybe it is the number Maybe on his is. back that's making him become this prolific player for us. So yeah. That is that is good to see, but it's just it's like a typical Emery performance. I said this last week. You laughed at me, Frankie. Typical Emery performance. Yeah, you know, doing Vintage. what's needed to win. Not pretty, but churning out the three points. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it long may that continue. I mean, I really, really hope that some Villa fans don't get ahead of themselves and think, oh God, you know, we need to be playing this way of football or that way of football. With Aston Villa, if we win games, it's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how you do it. You Got so used games. to not winning them, yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, if we win that way, you know, for the rest of the season, and keep winning games that way, 
you I'll know, take that's, it. That's, that's, absolutely, we'll take I'll it. I'll take it. So, you know, yeah. and that thing is like, so Forest first half were quite well. They were compact. They were, they were they were pretty decent defensively. I think Villa was slow to start. The front four, the fours couldn't really get going at all. And McGinn and Louise basically had two number tens sitting on them the whole game and marking them. So we couldn't really do anything through the centre. But the smart thing was outright in the second half, Ashley Young, Mister Intelligent, High IQ, Footballing IQ, has to be playing in a million different positions as he has throughout his career. Out wide, sends the ball to Tricky Triore, lovely ball over the top, and it's out wide where obviously we would probably get more likely to create our opportunities. Both goals came from playing it down the down the uh, right-hand side into Tricky. First one turns around, and as you say, John Joe Shelby uh, sets him up. And I love that all, now opposition midfielders just keep doing this against Villa. <laughs> yeah, it's great every, to see, isn't it? Hands over the heads, can't believe what they've done. And then, uh, you know, I think Watkins actually had a tougher day. I think yeah. you could see maybe that he's played a lot recently. I think that um, Felipe, Felipe had uh, the better of him for most of the day. But this is what this says a lot about his character. It says a lot about the form he's in. That right until the end, the last minute, he got the ball and instead of just shooting and then hitting the defender and it rebounds out and we go, well, that's a waste of chance. He held on to it. He saw Jacob Ramsey, got the pass to him. And Ramsey, who again, I think was a bit off it today, he got his assist. He passed it back to Watkins. And then Watkins, finally, he beats Felipe. It was like Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. It was all day long. He's Hulk Hogan's been beaten up by the big giant. And then eventually he hulks up and he picks up the giant over his shoulder and sends Felipe crash into the ground as he turned, takes the ball past him. And then he's got a defender, a goalkeeper, and Kaelin Abbas, world-class goalkeeper, coming in on him. And you think 99.9% out of people in the world would just try and toe-poke it under the keeper and it would hit the keeper and come back out. And you're like, ah, oh, why didn't I take it? And instead, Watkins, the form he's in, makes it nine goals in 11 games. Incredible when he lifts it over the keeper. He just, yeah, it, that serenity overcomes him. That calmness overcomes him, George. He's the opposite to me. I am a man who is, who, who is full of just love and wants to write poetry about Unai Emery at all times of the day. Write poetry about you, George, at this moment in time. That's how happy I am. Um, but uh, Ollie Watkins kept his cool and then ripped his shirt off. And my goodness, George, my goodness. Uh, no wonder Marks and Spencer wanted modelling. You look, well, you I, look did, great. I, did, I, did, I didn't know we signed Michelangelo's David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be bagging in the goals. Michael, <laughs> Professor Unai's Ollie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sculpted. The worst- the work of art, you know. Absolute work of art. Really yeah, incredible. Like, incredible. Where's that yeah. been hiding for the last three years? Yeah. Well, the, it's just, well, it's just, what a time, what a time to be a Villa fan. And I know incredible. it's only, it's, a, it's only a, a, a portion of the season. It's the second half of the season. I rue, I rue every single week we kept Steven Gerrard in his, in his, in his place, really, because it sort of basically stopped us from, from being up in the top four somewhere where Newcastle are at the moment, probably, if we didn't bring if, him in sooner. If only the players had given him a little bit more magic, as he kept saying. Just, yeah, a, little just a little bit more magic. Just a little bit more magic, I know. It could have been a different story. Chelsea but yeah, should be battering us. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's great. And, you know, you look at the fixtures coming up. Newcastle, we play next. We've got, t- we've got games against the likes of Brentford and Fulham, Liverpool, all teams around us. And in many ways, it's not in our hands, obviously, but it sort of is. If we beat those teams, then, you know, it puts us in a really, really strong position. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really, yeah, it's just, what a time, what a time to be a I could cry. Your, your cat's just appeared on your screen. Even your cat <laughs> wants to get involved just well, sort of... yeah. it's, it's weird. As soon as I mentioned Ollie Watkins, she wants to join in the conversation. Just kind of <laughs> yeah. just, I'm going yeah. to cha- change her name. Yeah. 
um, to, uh, to Ollie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, something else I want to mention as well is, you know, corners today, right? Forrest had eight corners, right? And I think earlier this season, do you remember when Villa just could not defend corners? Yeah, useless. Yeah, Every yeah. set piece would be in, in looking like we were in terror, looking around thinking like, What's going on here? What, you know, as if, as if like there's an earthquake happening in the area. You know, we're just everyone's in panic mode, um, as if a streaker's running the box. We're all like, "What's who's that? What's this naked bloke running around?" But it, instead, today, it, Villa just looked like they were never going to cause a, a problem. Yeah, headed away. I mean, that's just another example where Villa have managed to improve and become more confident and more consistent. And I think there were some signs today that maybe there was a little bit of tiredness to set in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Professor Uno would probably say his criticism would be, I think we need to kill off teams like this quicker. It reminded me a little bit of Crystal Palace, where I think we were far better than Palace at home when we won 1-0. And we were far better than Forest for most of this game today. But I think we still... Being at 1-0, we just didn't quite get that killer goal quick enough. Mm. A couple of players were too off it. So that might come down to the squad size, uh, which hopefully will be rectified this summer. I do think as the season progresses, there's still a few games, eight games to go. I think Newcastle at home, a massive acid test. Alexander Izak is is keeping me up at night. I don't think I'm going to sleep for the next week. But, you know... um, Huge game that, isn't it, really? It is a huge game. You're right. I think the two teams outside City and Arsenal who nobody else wants to play right now are Villa and Newcastle. Mm. And the fact they're playing each other, my goodness, it's like a, it's a, the immovable, immovable object against the... Uh, Alexander Izak. Alexander Izak, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the poster would be uh, Mings and Izak eyeing each other up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pay-per-view. I'd pay for that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, but you know a few tougher games. I, I do think maybe we'll that might slightly catch up with us a bit as the as towards the end of the season. But my goodness, what an absolutely incredible job! And I think that I never would have I, I would have thought getting into the top half was enough. That's all we needed. Mm. Top ten, and it's still enough in the sense of uh, you know where we were when Emery took over, and the fact we haven't been in the top half for a million years. But, um, you know, the fact now that we top half looks like a almost a dead cert now. Yeah. Um, Europe now looks like something we can absolutely do. Tottenham looked like a team we could potentially even catch. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince William was there today. I really think he had to walk down to that dressing room and knight Professor Unai right there and then. And maybe he did. <laughs> maybe the king, El Rey. El Rey. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, they, exactly. There was only one. There was only one. One king in Villa Park, uh, yeah. and he was in the dugout. So, um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, it was great. It was really, really good. And and you know, it, it, I keep saying, um, uh, Emery has. Uh, there's been no manager who's had the same impact since um, since Martin O'Neill. And it was it was O'Neill who was in charge in 2010, the last time we were we were literally in this position um, mm. at the same point in the season. So. It's been a really long time coming. We've been we, we've been we've been a very long suffering fan base, um, and um, and yeah, you know, we, we've got a really really exciting end of the season now. And as I said uh, last in last week's show, Frankie, um, I think we got to review the season now in 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 chunks, right? So obviously, one of the targets a few weeks ago was 
was getting into the top 10, trying to finish in the top half of the table. We've we've sort of surpassed that now a little bit. The teams below us are, are losing games. Fulham are, are sinking like a stone. So that that going. top that top 10 uh, ambition, that target is 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 kind of what, as you say, kind of feels like more or less achieved, fingers crossed. Mm. So now we've got to be looking up and, and, and thinking, you know what, we're a team in form. We've got good quality players, a good quality co- coach. Why not? Why not mm. aim a little higher and just see what happens? Yeah. Um, we play the teams around us, and if we beat those teams, we're in Europe basically. So that's yeah. that's a huge carrot for us now. So let's let's go and do it. And also, let me just say to you: Do you remember when I think we've always rated Watkins? Obviously, we've always rated. Um, I think that, I think what we criticised him for has been his, has been his finishing, like a lot of Villa fans. Yeah, um, consistency, consistency, and I think and I think you know Ings Ings suppressed that. Uh, probably the 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 cluelessness of Steven Gerrard suppressed that, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, you know the, the the selling Ings and and bringing Emery in has just given him this new lease of life, and, and yeah. he's he's back to the player he was what two three seasons ago. So it's incredible. Well worthy of a new contract as well, isn't he? Yeah, and I'm sure your cat agrees. Who is who will currently <laughs> Ollie, just not leave you alone? Ollie, Watkins, Ollie Watkins. I'm telling you, every time you mention him, he just try, has to come back and just to share the share the love. Um, but yeah, because that's the thing. Like I remember, I said to the uh, when I interviewed um, Andrew Mangan, who runs Ars Blog, uh, one of the main Arsenal fan, well, the main Arsenal fan group, not Arsenal fan TV, not them. Um, Ars Blog, an actual decent uh, product, um, and I. Uh, said to uh, him that I thought at the time, this was about a year and a half ago, that I thought Ollie Watkins was a player who would improve somebody like Arsenal, right? And then I started to, you know, you start to question yourself then. You see how he kind of fell off form a bit, started becoming just inconsistent. His first touch wasn't always there. His finishing wasn't always right. And now you look at it and you think, well, in hindsight, you see his form now and you're like, actually, no, I was originally I was right. Because he is that level of a player, he is a player who can who can who should be regularly playing for England and in in uh, in playing in Europe, for instance, um, for a high level team. And Aston Villa hopefully are becoming that high level team with him leading us with his new contract talks as well. Um, but it just 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 shows, doesn't it? Like how you know under uh, under Gerard, how he you know lost his way with poor coaching. He lost his way because the club itself sent him a weird message by signing Danny Ings. Mm-hmm. Now Ings is gone. Gerard's gone. Now it's a new lease of life. And Uno Emery has clearly said to him right from the beginning, "You're my, you're my man." And to be honest, he had a he. It didn't immediately start on fire for for Emery. I remember against Liverpool, he missed quite a few chances. He was a bit off it, but probably since the Tottenham game away, one two nil, first day of the year, I think. Um, He's just been incredible, and it's it's heartwarming to see him get back to the form that I think we all knew he had and I think the Watkins going forward should say I can score 20 goals a season in the Premier League and that has to be his target for next year for sure. John McGinn, Tyra Mings, Esri Concer, um, Ollie Watkins, all of them they're becoming consistent, they're all back at it and you have to say it says a lot about their character, it says a lot about what they are but it also says a lot about Professor Unai Emery and by God Prince William, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't knighted him yet what are you up to mate? Get on it. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. 
George and I could be about to shout, swear, fall out in a way that makes Arsenal Fan TV proud in this The Spicy Question. And today, George, I ask you, could Europe potentially actually be a hindrance for Villa next season if we end up having to play on those Thursday nights? No. No. That sells it, then. That sells it, doesn't it? <laughs> just absolutely not. I just, I, I refuse to believe. I just refuse to believe it. I mean, I know people might look at West Ham now and think, okay, you know, they're, they're, in, they're in the Europa Conference League and their league form hasn't been great at all, really. They've got their, mm. got their win today, but I don't know. I just, I think, I think, you know what, at times like this, when we're so close to Europe, the longest, it's been so long since we've been in Europe, I've almost forgotten the last time we were there. Um, but I do, I do remember, I do remember being in Europe and I do remember even at the time, what, what was it, 15 years ago, um, feeling frustrated at Martin O'Neill's decision to play a second string team or play youth players. In Moscow. Thought, yeah, in Moscow, in, in yeah. Hamburg, rings a bell. Um, yeah. You know, basically playing the youth team against Hamburg. I just think like, you're doing the traveling fans, you're doing all fans really a huge disservice by yeah. treating it with such disdain. Um, yeah. You know, that's the, that's the goal for a, for a club like us. You know, we, we always bang, you know, bang on. <laughs> I do love, I do love that we won a European cup, but um, we always talk about the fact we, we won a European cup and we we're desperate to get back into Europe. And I know for a fact that Unai Embry giving his track record in Europe mm. would give it a huge go. Yes. Um, and I'm I, think so, I think we'd be dark horses under him. I, yeah, I mean, potentially. I, who mm. knows? Who knows? But but to say, I mean, okay, yeah, we might have an impact on the league. We might end up struggling a little bit like West Ham. But ultimately, if we had a huge run in Europe, I think most fans would accept like a mid-table finish or a 12th place. I mean, we'd be, we'd be finishing 12th or 13th without Europe for the past <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. three, three seasons. Yeah. So... If we had to go through that again, but also have a good run in Europe, then I'd, I'd you know, I'd, I'd bite, bite your hand off, Frankie, for that. So, like, um, I'd bite my own hand off. <laughs> yeah. I already have. Look how excited I am about <laughs> Professor Uno. It's gone, but it's just, it's, yeah. I think we have to, we have to go for it. I mean, this has been such a not an, an anomalous season. We've had the World Cup in 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 winter. Has that had an impact on how Liverpool and Chelsea have performed this season? Maybe, I don't know, but it has been an anomalous season. Newcastle doing so well and teams like Brighton and Brentford being up there, you know, no one would have predicted that. And now we're coming in strong at the end of the season. We've got a real chance of making it into the top six, top seven. And we have to just go for it regardless of any concerns we might have about playing in Europe next season, whether we'll be fatigued or whatever. We do, we do know that we need to strengthen in, in, the, in the summer. Oh, yeah. regardless yeah. you know we do have a, a a thin squad i mean i don't know if you saw the the squad list between villa and 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 forest today the, the back the back of the of the um uh of the of the squad list like you know it fills half the page for us forest was like you know the full page and then and then some yeah. um, half, the, not... half, the, half the trinity road stand <laughs> yeah i mean I don't, I don't want to go that far i don't want to be you know like forest signing 15 yeah. players in the summer because i think that would just that would unsettle us really but signing a, a number of quality players improving what we've got maybe like yeah. keeping players we've got with ollie watkins's new contract potentially keeping our best players at the club you know 
Europe, we got to we got to be targeting Europe. We have to be targeting Europe. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. And even if we don't go that far in it, just to have the experience of playing in those games, you know, Villa fans going abroad and 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 you know those, you know, they're they're, they're like special memories, aren't they? For for, oh, for, for fans, really. And it's been so long since we've we've had that. I mean, you know, you look at how Rangers did last season. You look at how West Ham did last season. Yep. You know, some brilliant experiences for their fans. And you watch it on TV and you think, God, you know. I want that. I want to be. And, wh- and why couldn't Villa do what Rangers and West Ham? Do? Of course, absolutely. Why, why, the... why not? Indeed, you know. And 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 as you say, Frankie, we've got look at our squad now and our our coaching staff. You know, dark horses. You know, we we we. There's no reason why we can't go as far as them either. So we've got to give it a go. It won't. It, you know, I refuse to. As I say, I refuse to believe it'll be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. So we've just got. We've just got to. We've just got to go for it if we get there. I just. I just hope we do. I a million percent agree with you, George. One day I will find a spicy question where we do actually have a massive fallout <laughs> yeah. and it ends up being like a Mike Tyson of Andrew Holyfield style brawl and <laughs> biting your ear off and all that stuff. But uh, I, 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 I walk off like Preston in... Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never mind the buzzcocks. <laughs> Never mind the buzzcocks. <laughs> I think I, I, our younger listeners probably wouldn't get a reference. But, um... I, I pull out your... Uh, your uh, <laughs> My autobiography. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I... Uh... I, I mean, look, um, Professor Unai Emery is not... I love that I just automatically call him Professor Unai Emery. Like, He's it, the professor. He is. is. It's, a, it's like with Dean Smith. I just he automatically call him Sir Dean. Yeah. There was one time I called him Dean and then I corrected myself and went Sir Dean. And I realised I didn't do it as a joke. I did it genuinely. I was like, sorry, Sir Dean. And I was like, oh my God. I it. Um, but yeah, Professor Unai. Um, he's not, look, he's not going to be at Villa forever. You know, he ain't. We have right now a proven winning manager in Europe, a manager who's won the Europa League four times. We have got to do it now. It's no good saying it or every single year, next year is the year, next season's the year, because it ain't always that way. Yeah. And if we can make Europe this year, it's going to be really tough. We've left it late in the season to do it, and there's still tough games ahead. But if we can do it... Even just the Europa Conference League, let alone the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Villa are in the Conference League, Villa fans would love it. Be amazing, like because we've been away for so long. Even just being in that, going away to Moldova and Sweden and wherever, it's it's just a fantastic experience. And to get that taste of Europe again and be like, we're a team who belong in the, on the continent. Um, you know, we're the type of people who belong drinking red wine. You know, not just sitting around <laughs> drinking. Uh, beer all the time so look it, it it just be um it'd be a fantastic experience and the europa conference league is a is, is a trophy that i think villa could look at and say Do you know what? we could even win that we could look at the, the europa league and say west ham and rangers got some finals and semi-finals why can't villa do the same with a manager who's won it four times why not um would it be a hindrance to us in the premier league i'm not saying it wouldn't be i think i could imagine it be an experience for us and what it certainly would mean is that we'd have to expand our squad. And this summer, who's to say that with Villa on the run they're on, with a manager who has appeal, who's to say we couldn't bring in a lot of players who might do the job for us? Alex Moreno is the only signing Unai Emery has made. Yonder Ram was not an Emery signing. Um, and Moreno has proven himself already to be a real asset to Villa for 14 million quid. Not a fashionable signing. And that is something that he's done throughout his career. Look at Dan Juma at VRL. What's he done since Emery left? What did he do before he was Emery? He was at Bournemouth before Emery at VRL. He excelled under Emery at VRL. And now he's on loan at Tottenham doing nothing. 
Has he played for Tottenham? I don't even know. Yeah, he's played, but yes, I get your point. And so it's you, you look at it and you think Villa could probably make a couple of signings that you don't necessarily expect. I'd really love it if we get Guanduzi or Nico Williams, um, but maybe it could be somebody you really don't expect for not that much money who ends up being excelling. And maybe it's one of our youth players that comes back. Maybe Jaden Philogene Bidays just excels under Emery or... You know, Erobinum comes back, just Archer, Aaron Ramsey, somebody who you're really not expecting. So um, there's just so much to be excited about at Villa for, so, for the first time in such a long time. My God, George, I kind of, I feel like I want to cry. I feel like I want to cry. I'm that emotional and happy about it, honestly. But it's, it, go for Europe, go for it. Just just do it, do it. If we can get in, do it. it, it we've got to take that chance, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, as you say, we have left it late, but there's still eight games left. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of points to play for, for Villa. Yeah, for Villa. So you know, a lot of points to play for. Um, you know, we are in form. I mean, my 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 worry is because the squad is so light that if it could touch wood, mm-hmm. if anything happens to Watkins or actually pretty much anyone in the first team squad, bar Bailey, funnily enough, who was obviously injured today, mm. that that would really set us back. If we can avoid injuries, then yeah. then then that's that's crucial. But if we do, and if we maintain the form, then then yeah, I mean, you got it. You got to you got to you got to believe and you know would you would you would you like to bet against us frankie that's the real question would you, would you bet, bet against, against us? us so um yeah no it's 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 uh it's looking it's looking good i'm loving doing these shows it's, it's always much more enjoyable it's when just... we win and we're winning all the time at the moment so after, um, after 2 years of enduring pain of this greedish podcast. leaving this <laughs> enduring each other enduring me george Oh God, Frank has messaged me again because I hope he'd forget that we played this week. <laughs> yeah. God's sake, not him again. Oh, I can't, shall I change my number? Um, change, change my identity, go to the witness protection program, <laughs> move to Australia or something. You're like, you're like hunting me down and um, like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me to do this podcast. <laughs> you, you've moved off to like Timbuktu and I'll turn up on your doorstep. <laughs> Found you. Look, Brand- brandishing a microphone in my face. And it's like, look, I know Villa lost five 0 this week to Man City, but we still got to do a podcast, mate. We got to do it. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It is. It's just, yeah. After all the, particularly during the Gerard era, enduring all the the nonsense, you know. And there will be tougher times ahead under Professor Rooney. No, look, it ain't always going to be sunshine and roses. But um, you know, it's just a fantastic time to support Villa and to really believe that we might actually finally be going somewhere with a board that knows what it's doing and a uh, a manager who clearly knows what he's doing and players who love playing for them and fans who are really buying into it. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. Frankie, I will see you later. Catching a bit, George. Up the villa. Up the mighty villa. And it is goodbye from me too. We'll be back again soon. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs>